Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. So we're, we're talking today about, about give, living a life that is one that gives. And uh, I think it's always important to start with the ultimate giver of all time, who is our God. You know, he, from the very beginning, he gave us a planet. He gave us authority over it. He gave us everything we needed for, for life and godliness. And then, and then sin enters the world in, in the garden. And it's interesting that, that sin itself is really a, 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 an attitude of selfishness of taking. So we have a giving God, and then sin says, I want. I want that. I want this attitude. I want this stuff. I want, I want. And so we see in the garden, they took what they were not supposed to take, and sin entered the world, and there was this brokenness. And the greatest thing uh, about that, in my opinion, is with all of the, the sadness and the horror and the broken, uh, breaking of relationship there, God's response to created beings taking from him was to show how much more he gives. And, and I think it's best highlighted in John three sixteen, which most of us know that passage. And it says this, for this is how God loved the world. He gave. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him, Jesus, will not perish but have eternal life. God owed us nothing, but he also proved to us that, that he loves us so much by giving us. He gave the world while we were yet sinners, Romans 5, 8. He gave us Jesus who died in our place. He's a giving God. The Father gives the Son. Jesus the Son gives his life. The Holy Spirit at salvation gives us himself all the time in every say He's with us forever in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls. God's a giving God. He gave life. He gave purpose. He gave a hope and a future. He, he gives us right relationship with him because he makes it right. He gives us a cause and a mission that's what we're celebrating next week even is this mission that, that he's given us. Seek and save the lost here and across the planet. So today, our big idea is this. I get to give. Because he is a giving God and has given me everything. I get to give. I don't have to give. In fact, God even says, if you don't want to have joy about it or, or if you don't want to give, don't give. But I get to give because he's given me everything that I have. This, in this redeemed relationship with Jesus, Jesus says, you've been given everything from the Trinity God, so now give to others. Those who need it, give. Those who matter to you, give. Those who act like they don't need it, give. Those who might despise you because of the God you serve and the Jesus you follow and might even despise the fact that you're caring in the midst of their crustiness, give to those. In those areas that you love to, to give your life away, give. In those areas where, where your ability fills a need that's there, give. You simply give because you have a heart that wants to respond to the God that's given everything for you. Now, I don't know if everyone in here is saved. I hope 
you're saved. And if you're in here and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, John 3, 16 is for you. God gave his son Jesus so that if you would believe in him, you have eternal life. It is your decision. It's the only eternal decision any of us ever have. And he says, just accept me as your savior and then follow me as your Lord and you'll be saved for all, all time. You just basically raise your hand and and say, yes, I need you. And it says, all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you're in here and you've never made that decision, know that you can right now. Just say, Jesus, I believe, and I want to follow you. And then you're, you're saved. And, and so Jesus says, for all those who are saved, if you really want to respond to me with an understanding heart that says, you did it all to save me eternally, you'll be one who generously gives your life away. And we commonly use time, talents, and treasure because those are the three key areas we can give. We can give, the, we can give somebody our time and we can serve. We can do some real things with our talents, whether it's building a ramp or, 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 or teaching a child. Um, and, then, and then there's the, the generosity of our, of our treasure. Those are the main things that, that we need to look at and go, how do I need to give my life away? So there's two questions we're going to quickly answer or look at today. How do I give and what do I give? Um, how do I give? I, I think it's, I think with the best story I've ever seen is in 1 Chronicles 29. So here's David and this amazing life that this, he had ups and downs, but he was a man who followed hard after the, after the father and, and uh, boy, he loved God so much. And so he wanted to build God a temple so that, so that God could be glorified in the most uh, just celebratory, big, glorious way. And, and so God's answer to him was, no, you're not going to be the one to build the temple. God gave him the reasons, and David understood, but it still was probably hard to take. But God did say, but your son Solomon, who's the next king, he'll build the temple. So David decides, well, uh, I love you so much and I want to honor you so much and I don't get to build the temple, so I'm gonna set Solomon up for success. I am gonna prepare everything resource-wise so that Solomon, who's gonna come in young, young and inexperienced, can build the temple without figuring out how to get all the stuff that needs to be in this temple to honor and glorify God. And so he gets really excited and he starts to gather and amass and, and purchase every resource needed for when the time comes. And he knew that as king, he had the ability to just take what he wanted. But he also knew that this is to glorify God in the highest way. So I want what is used to be from the heart of the people and not be from the authority of the king. And so he starts it by showing the way by giving all that he had and then, and then finding all this out or figuring out a way to, to get all this stuff. And at the same time that he wanted this temple that would honor and glorify God, he wanted the people to be a part of it and not just David. He's like, I'm so excited to do this, but I want the people to have the joy of sacrificially and obediently and consistently giving so that they, they can look at it and go, we gave to God so that this could be a place where his name is glorified. David gave all that he had because he knew that God had given him everything. And this is the story we read in, in 1 Chronicles 29. It's not going to be on screen because I'm going to read parts of it, but just follow along with me. 
says, then King David turned to the entire assembly and said, my son Solomon, whom God has clearly chosen as the next king of Israel, is still young and inexperienced. The work ahead of him is enormous for the temple he will build is not for mere mortals. It is for the Lord God himself. Using every resource at my command, I have gathered as much as I could for the building, for building the temple of my God. Now there's enough gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and all kinds of stone and marble. And now because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I'm giving all of my own private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction. This is in addition to the building materials I have already collected for this holy temple. Now then, who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? Then the family leaders, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the generals and the captains of the army and the king's administrative officers all gave willingly gold, gold coins, tons of silver, bronze and iron, precious stones. The people rejoiced over the offerings for they had given them freely and wholeheartedly. They had given them to the Lord, and King David was filled with joy. Then he broke into the praise in the presence of the Lord and the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours. O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who's over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone. You rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand and at your discretion. People are made great and given strength. And then listen to this. Oh, Lord God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you and we give you only what you first gave us. We are here only for a moment, visitors and strangers, in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on this earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. O oh Lord, our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and you rejoice when we find integrity there. You know I've done all this with good motives, and I've watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. I mean, look how they gave, joyfully, freely, wholeheartedly, abundantly, gratefully, willingly, in togetherness, in community, sacrificially. They gave that way because they knew that everything was actually God's in the first place, that he had given them as a blessing, and they just gave back what they had to give back, what, what they knew was good and right, and then what they sacrificed to give as well. They were just returning to him what he had given to them from his father heart, from his giving heart. The more that we believe that that what we have is something that we made happen, the less we're going to live generous. The more I believe that I did this because I'm all that, the more I'm going to be a taker in life. But the more I understand that everything I have has been given to me, the easier it is to be a giver. I mean, I look at my life and just some simple ones that are big, I got to marry my best friend, and we're working on year 27. What a gift. He's given me four amazing boys and a spectacular daughter. What a gift. Couldn't ask for more. 
I have been given great friends and an amazing church family to do life with. Not a lot of people get that. What a gift. I have the ability to earn an income, provide for my family, and then give generously on top of that. What a gift. I live in an amazing nation with all its bumps and bruises. It's still this nation where I get to walk around free. I can worship God like this. I could walk outside and sing praises. I might annoy people's eardrums, but I'm not going to get in trouble because I live in this nation of freedom. What a gift. And even if I lived in a third world closed hardcore, illegal to be a a follower of Jesus' country. I would still have fellow believers around me to do life together. I would still have a mission and a cause, and I would still have breath until God said, time to come home for eternity. What a gift. How can I not be a giver based on that? Who am I? And who are my people that we could give anything to you, God? I mean, that has been resonating in my mind for about a month and a half now. Who am I that I could give anything to you? And then he still says, give. I love it. I love it. The world just doesn't understand that stuff. But that's why the world has such hopelessness and brokenness, why it's so dark and so lost. And it's why we get to be the shining example and tell them about this giving God who loves them. Love itself is a gift, especially when it comes from the only one who can define love. This world's broken. I don't know about you, but I've been watching a lot of stories because the, the, you know, the earthquake in Turkey is just heartbreaking to me. And I'm watching, and I just can't fathom what they're going through. And they're just, they're working so hard. And they, they stop, they find somebody alive, and everybody breaks forth in cheer. And it's amazing. And, and that's so good. And you can see the heart of, uh, of how God really made people. But then at the end, they're like, well, if they were supposed to die, they were supposed to die, because that's Allah. And I'm like, oh, they, they're just, they're people that don't know what they don't know. And, and we can go and give them Jesus. And who wouldn't want a a God to follow that says, I like you, I love you, I'm for you, you're on my mind. I'm not asking you to just eke out a living because I'm a God who decides whether I want to be nice to you that day or not, which most of them follow. But they're lost. And they don't know what they don't know. And then we get to give to missionaries. We get to give ourselves. We get to give of of finances when when they go over there, wherever there is. We get to give and be a part of that because he's given everything to us. So who am I that I get to give except that God says you're mine? That's who you are. So when you give, Scott, you're actually giving to your, your own family. Your generous giving is a declaration of the gospel of Jesus and the good news of salvation. Whenever you give of yourself, uh, of your talents, of your time to somebody, or of your finances and resources, you are giving away the message of Jesus. Because the world says, make sure if you give, you get something in return. And Jesus says, give and give freely and because of me without limit. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, Luke 10, we see how the Good Samaritan, uh, true, you know, he's, a, he's really a picture, an imitator of Jesus here in this parable, how he gave and, and what he gave. When we look at the question, what do I give? He gave up his plans. He gave time and energy and care and compassion. He gave financially, and he even gave financially without limit. 
He, he gave financially and took care of all the needs he knew of in the moment. And then when he left him there at that end, he said, hey, you take care of him however he needs it. And when I come back, I'll take care of it. I don't care what it is. So not only did he give financially and give without limit, he actually called another person into a giving lifestyle. He says, I give you a commission. Take care of this guy. Spare no expense. You give of yourself and know that I'm going to come back and bless you because of it. You do what I ask and you will be blessed, not only in the return of the, the resources, but in your soul. That's how the Good Samaritan gave. And if Jesus is your Savior then your proper response to him is to love, give, and serve. It's going to look different for all of us, and sometimes it's going to look the same as each other, but it's to love, give, and serve if he's your savior. And if you're like, well, I just can't, then, I, man, you need to take that to Jesus and go, I know you saved me, but I'm going to hold on. Because that's something you, you're truly wrestling with the taking of life. That, that original sin that said, I'm taking this fruit from this tree because I want the knowledge and the power and the wisdom and, and everything. I want, so I'm taking. That's what sin is. And so generosity is, I've been redeemed and you've transformed how I am. And so now I'm gonna live as a giver instead of a taker. If Hill Country Fellowship is your church or the place where you find uh, your, yourself worshiping on Sundays, the life we call ourselves to, to, to live out is to love others, to, to give generously and to, to serve with joy. That's how we love, give, and serve. And here's why. Jesus loved us enough to become one of us, to save all of us. He gave everything for us and to us. And he served us faithfully until the end of his very life, into death. Love, give, serve. What else would anybody ever think of to do in response to who Jesus is to you? I think if we live a life where we love, give, and serve, we're gonna nail our Christianity. We're gonna, we're gonna walk faithful and true. There's a lot of other things that, that might matter and probably do matter, but those three, to love, give, and serve, they, they should be the the, the top characteristics of any follower of Jesus who says, you saved me. What else would we ever think of to do? As we look at the, the coming week with, with missions conference and, and, and being a giving church, like Jeremy said, what we've decided to do for a number of years now is we take a, basically an eight-day period where all the giving that comes in on a Sunday, a Sunday night, a Saturday, online, all of that goes directly to missionaries. Not a single dime, not a single penny stops here in our bank account except to be transferred to theirs maybe. But all the giving that comes in during those eight days goes directly to the missionaries that come. It's just a way to honor them. And it, and it does put a little blip on the uh, financial uh, book sheet, on, the, on the financial sheets for a moment, but God's always faithful because it's like, hey, we have, a, we have an eight-day period where, where we're just giving away everything. And, and so all that you give goes directly to world, to global, to local missions. So we have a homework assignment. We talked about how we're going to have a homework assignment uh, throughout this entire series. Here's your homework assignment. If you have PTSD from homework, I'll call it application opportunity for you, okay? So here's your application opportunity to show the quality of your renewed heart with gratitude. Pray and choose one way 
to add to what and how you give financially or with resources for the rest of 2023. I'm not, I'm not saying one time. I'm saying take some time. It's why we put out the, the missions. Uh, you can get the, the handouts uh, early if you want to just look at some of, the, some of the specific needs. Or you might just be like, I'm just giving a blank amount. But, but for the rest of 2023, so we got basically 10 and a half months to go, Lord, I give this much, but on top of that, I want to pray and ask you what to give to or how much to give or how to do that for, for it consistently for 10 and a half more months. And if it's difficult for you, ask for God's help. He loves to help you. If it's difficult monetarily, ask him to, to bless you as you obey and you sacrifice and then trust him to honor his word. He does say, I will bless you by being, if you're generous, I will bless you because of it. Now, I don't know what that means. It's not like necessarily, you know, tit for tat, like you give 10 bucks, I give you 10 bucks back. But it might be like, hey, you give an extra $100 a month uh, for the rest of the year, you're not gonna have a single engine problem. I don't know how he's gonna do it, but he will bless because he says he will. So trust him. But you can't trust him in that until you step into it. And if it's difficult for you to rejoice in because he does love a cheerful giver, ask him for encouragement. Ask him to help change your heart so that you can say along with King David, who am I that I get to give like this? We're gonna transition into a, a time of baptism right now. And so uh, the worship team's gonna, gonna lead us in a song while the, 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 the baptism uh, people uh, get all set with Pastor Michael and then we're gonna celebrate with a lot of baptisms and a lot of yeehaws for Jesus. Uh, but I'm gonna ask you to stand. I'm gonna pray. And I'm gonna pray specifically for your application opportunity now. And so would you just put yourself in, in listening mode to Jesus right now, receipt mode. God, we come before you and so grateful that you are the ultimate giver. You gave everything and you give everything. You did and you do and you will tomorrow. You are a giver because that is just your nature and so be, because we are yours, sons and daughters, we are, we are your family, we, are, we, are, we have found our identity in you. Help us to be givers like our dad. So everyone in this room, everyone listening online or on Facebook, uh, on the radio, I, I pray that every one of us would, would, would be able to say, God, where do you want me to give this year above and beyond? Where do you want me to choose joyfully to give in addition to? As a response from my heart to yours of gratitude. I pray that we would hear that over and over ring in our minds what David said, who am I that I could give anything to you because everything is yours? Would you specifically give us a number, uh, a missionary uh, organization or person uh, um, something to, to, to maybe use resources to bless? Would you give us specifics right now or in the next few moments or in the next coming days to say, this is what I choose to give and this is who I'm giving to for the remainder of 2023 as I live out a life of loving, giving, and serving. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full service replays, visit us online at hcfburnit.org. God bless and have a great week.